everybody, welcome in Blues Plus Podcast, second of the postseason. I'm Corey Miller, here with Hannah Yates and Amon Hicks. Literally minutes ago, we just watched the Blues lose in game two to the Canucks. We go down two games to nothing. After we were all just texting each other after they scored with seven seconds left in the third, all excited. So it's a roller coaster of emotions, and I think we're all a little bummed out right now uh, because this team, Hannah, you were just talking about it. It's weird. Like, they kind of get up like they're going to get in there and do some of the Blues magic we're used to, and then they just fall flat. And, man, this feels like a really big blow here to go down two to nothing. Yeah, I feel like this is something all three of us have talked about. It's just mm-hmm. it's just an odd-looking format out on the ice. Ahmad, go ahead. I mean, it was kind of something that we were talking about prior to this, just about how Captain Alex Petrangelo said that the team knew how to flip the switch on. But what my coaches always told me growing up, you can't just do that, especially not when you get to a league where everybody gets paid to play the same game that you do. They took for granted those two weeks of round-robin play and exhibition play. And now what they're saying is, they're playing a team that's been playing elimination hockey for two weeks now. And they're a team that's trying to get in the groove of elimination hockey. So I think they dug themselves in a hole thinking that they could just carry over that momentum and experience from the regular season and last season to now because they seem to have four months off. And that's essentially in a real off season for teams to regroup, get a new mentality and come back hungry to start fresh. And that's what we're seeing right now. And Corey, I know you just mentioned that you see this team in spurts. You see glimpses of the same team that you saw that won the cup just last season and I agree with that you see the Blues out hit Vancouver 41 to 27 tonight they had double the shot attempts they had way more shots on net than last time and it was another step up from the first game but at the same time you just see there's no structure especially defensively you just don't see that same cohesion and granted the defensive pairings completely different with different players on there from last season, but still, you, that's it's a defensive-minded team. That's part of the Blues' identity. They have strong, big defense. That's what makes them them. They have that that push-out, box-out um, culture and format, and it's just not looking that way. And that's when you have these young guys like an Elias Pettersson and Bo Horvat. I'm sure we'll jump into that, but just able to take advantage and cut right through and split these D-men, and there's just no structure whatsoever, especially tonight. I'm going to have nightmares yeah, about Hobart. <laughs> the uh, the defense is a mess. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna make this the pile on Justin Falk show, but oh man, he's rough. He's rough. <laughs> it's not getting any better. Uh, and the speed of the Canucks really is exposing them. That Horvat goal, he took on, and it wasn't just D guys. He took on like three or four different guys out there and made them look completely silly as he blew on past to Bennington uh, for his flirt for his first goal. Then he's all alone to end it in overtime. I mean, these I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about the Canucks coming in, uh, but they are fast and they are young, and the Blues are just looking gassed and behind, to be honest. And I'm really hoping in the 15 minutes in between when the game ended and we came down here to, to record, they, uh, the fellas in the locker room got a classic Baruby uh, talking to because – I think they're going to need it. I am very, very, very concerned that we might only have two games left in the blue season. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think I think that's a fair assumption. Go ahead, Hannah. No, I was just going to go off of Justin Falk. I mean, this is a guy who's been an NHL all-star in seasons past. 
people are pumped. You get rid of a Joel Edmondson, who's more of that gritty big D-man type of style, more similar to a Robert Bortuzzo. You had a Justin Falk, who's a great righty. He has a ton of skill, speed. He's able to puck handle, carry the puck through the neutral zone, what they're aiming for, an upgrade from Joel Edmondson in their eyes when they made this signing. And now you have a guy who can't box out. He's missing the puck. You don't see him carrying it, rarely ever. I mean, he's been a liability on defense and on the penalty kill. And it's just, it's so confusing. He's down to the third pairing. This is a guy who they sign and say maybe won't have enough money for a Petrangelo contract now. And this is what you get. And I think it's just frustrating on all ends. There's absolutely no cohesion between he and Vince Dunn, as you can see out there. I don't know what you'll do with that. It's, I mean, do you bench a guy like that? Do you put a Robert Bortuzzo in and add that third pairing back to what it was like last year with the Robert Bortuzzo and Vince Dunn type of combo and someone plays their opposite hand? I mean, it's it's just going to be interesting to see how it works out from here. I mean, I think on a positive note, periods two and three, you saw the Blues identity. You saw them play a style of hockey that we were somewhat familiar to. Obviously, some bumps in, on the, in the road um, in those periods, but – you saw glimpses of the team that was really good and was first place in the Western Conference before the pandemic hit. So I think they have to come out and play that type of hockey from the moment the puck drops until that final horn blows um, after the 60th minute. And I think if they can do that in games three and four, I think they have a legitimate chance. But like you said, Corey, it's just a tough hole they've dug themselves in. And if they don't play really great hockey, it could be just another week left in Edmonton for the boys. Well, like Hannah said, I mean, they outshot the Canucks by a lot. They outhit the Canucks by a lot. In those second and third periods, they did look kind of like the team uh, we, had, we had been accustomed to. And they, we saw glimpses of it in the first game, too. But we're getting to the point where that's not good enough. They can't just look like that team. They've got to win a game. It's their 0-5. And, you know, after the first two, okay, they're getting their legs under okay now they look better now they look better and so we have three games of now they look better and they've lost all of them <laughs> and 100%. it's it's just getting I thought so when they scored with seven seconds left I thought this is it here we go we're gonna win in overtime and that's gonna be what we look back on is flipping the switch okay they're ready to go and it I mean it only took how long did it take five a little over almost six minutes into overtime and I'm completely rethinking all of the positivity that I had. <laughs> I mean, I think that the, the thing that's more frustrating right now with everything, every time we hear the Blues talk, they always say something about, we're a confident team, we're experienced, we know how to do things. And I agree with them. They do. But I think at some point you have to let go of last year. You hear Tom Brady say all the time, I don't care about ring number six. I'm focused on ring number seven. I think we hear too much of, well, we knew how to turn it on last year. We were in the same, we weren't favorite until January last year, et cetera. Like, I think they need to let go of last year and stop talking about last year and really stop talking about the regular season because they have four months off and these teams are hungry. So they need to be talking about, right now and I just think they need to let go of the history and focus on the future and before we move off this topic I do want to add this Jordan Bennington whether this is a hot take or not he wasn't seeing the puck on the ice tonight I mean I can count one time in my head in the third period and definitely once in overtime where he did that head slump where he lets a goal mm -hmm. in we thought the goal went in I mean the puck the puck's right to the right of you it's right under your stick and then he loses they lose in overtime from a five hole 
I mean, this is a guy who used to come far out of the crease. He's used to boxing guys off out there. He'll, I mean, he's not scared to come out of the crease because most guys don't have the confidence to do that. But this is a goaltender who reporters ask him about his confidence level. If he's ready to go, he's like, I guess we'll just wait and see. There's that essence of confidence heading into this. And he gave the Blues a chance to win an exhibition game, but then progressively has kind of lost sight of that. I feel like in most of these games since, I don't know if that's, a hot take. I know this is a guy who can flip a switch. We've seen it before, but it is questionable with some of the goals, especially tonight. And we have to give respect to Markstrom. That guy on the other end of the ice has been phenomenal this series. Oh, there was that one scramble. I don't even really know what happened. I I needed a replay of that or something. I just don't know how the I don't know how the Blues did not score there. That was a wild sequence. We could be talking about yeah, things differently if that went in. But yeah, Bennington. There was one time the puck was just kind of sitting in front there, and he didn't even know where it was at, and Scandella had to come in and save it for him. Yep. I, I, so I, I, yeah. I don't think that's too much of a hot take, Hannah. I, uh, I agree with you. We were, Hannah and I were talking about this before Probably you joined, Corey. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think we're going to see um, Jake Allen this, this next game, and the real question becomes if he wins, then what do you do after that? I mean, I know we're taking it one game at a time right now, but – us as sportscasters, we always look ahead. So if Jake Allen comes in and plays really, really well, like he did in that third round Robin game, then what do you do after that? Do you ride the high hand or do you go back to the guy who won you the Stanley Cup last year? So um, it's definitely going to be a lot of conversations moving forward um, after game three, that's for sure. I, I think it'll still be Bennington's net in game three, but I do think Bruby's going to shake some things up. On I, th I do think we're going to see Bortuzzo out there in some form or fashion. And I think it's going to be for Falk, and that's going to be a talker for sure. But that's the way I think things should go. I think you may switch up some forward lines other than the O'Reilly, Sanford, and uh, Perron line because that still looks like it hasn't even lost a step. Those are about the, the only offense they have out there. Uh, David Perron shooting it about every time he gets it, and uh, O'Reilly still creating. That. Yeah, he needs it. I, I'm okay with him shooting it. I would like him to stop taking stupid penalties like he does a lot. Of <laughs> but um, that line is about the only bright spot on offense that I can think of at the moment. Uh, Tarasenko, I, I, it's a lot to ask of a guy after that much time off to just jump in and be dynamic like we know he can be. But I need to see a little bit more from him if this team wants to move on, too. Well, there's a difference yeah. between, like, being super effective and scoring the way that he was before he was injured and then teetering the line of every pass that you make, it's sent pack past the neutral zone. Like, you, you've turned the puck over almost every time that you touch the puck tonight. There were some bad passes on his end, and I don't know if that's a cohesion and chemistry and getting back into the swing of things. We saw he had multiple maintenance days of practice, whatever that means. Um, I don't know if that means he's not fully healed, why he would need multiple practices off. Um, but you see one thing that I did think was a bright spot that I do want to draw note to was that young gun line that Ruby threw out there tonight of Sammy Blay, Zach Stanford, and Robert Thomas. I like seeing that. I think there was a spark of energy there. You have a, you have a guy like a Sammy Blay who has played top six for the majority of the time before he was injured, and he's throwing hits out there, got put in the box. Luckily, the Blues are able to score on that power play instead of the opposite reaction. But then he's able to go and, you know, make some fancy goal up after it. And that's why you see him in the top six or the top nine. And I think that line will roll again. I wasn't mad about that at all. Yeah, Sammy Blade, 
you could definitely tell he was back on the ice for this game. And I, he's really important for them. And just running around, causing chaos. He had a sick goal. That was a pretty uh, nifty move there as well. Uh, so uh, Sammy Blay being back, definitely good. But let's look uh, going forward. We got a game on Sunday. I think it's another late one. Real late. I think it starts at 9.30 out in Edmonton. What uh, What is our prediction? I know we're all pretty, uh, pretty. I don't know what the right word. I'm going to say concerned because I didn't want to say concerned last time when Hannah and I did the podcast because that was a little too soon, too soon. But I think that time is done. I am very concerned. What are we thinking for game three? I'll let Hannah go first. You know, I think that there's a level of concern solely because of the structure. Um, there's just a lack of structure in the game. And I feel like that was such a strong point. And when the Blues were dominant, especially before the pause, there was still that strong defensive structure. You saw a ton of cohesion and chemistry. And you're just not seeing that same line chemistry, even between some of the guys that have played together. It looks like a jumbled mess half the time. There's really no like play within the neutral zone either. The, the Blues had a hard time keeping in the offensive zone. I think it was stronger five on five. But at the same time, there's just so much of letting Vancouver make it into a track meet, and that's how they're scoring. And that's just – you just can't do that. They can't play that way. It's not their style. I think my level of concern would be I'm still going to go just like a five. I think you don't want to drop the first two games, but I do think that the Blues are fully capable of coming out and having a strong game. Yeah, I, th- I think they bounce back. I mean, um, they're they're a tough, resilient team. We've seen them uh, bounce back from time to time. Uh, have they ever been in a hole this deep? No. Uh, from the last two years, you know, they were never down 2-0, but I'm not going to bail on them just yet. Uh, I think this is a very strong group. They do have experience from last year, although that means nothing right now. Uh, but, you know, I think if they – it just starts with one game. I think they get a win uh, on Sunday – think they find some momentum, get a groove going, and, you know, the rest will be history, hopefully. Uh, I'm confident, like I said, I think we're getting a Baruby fire-up speech, uh, maybe a couple of them before the next game. I, I mean, I'm I'm still very – my level of concern is very, very high. Though. I, put, I put it like a seven and a half uh, because if you, if you lose one more, you're effectively done. I don't – as much as I have confidence, confidence in this team, a 3-0 hole, I, they're not going to come back from that. It's it's over. So I'm calling Sunday a must win. And I think you got to do whatever you got to do to get it done. Like we've talked about, maybe mix up the lines, try something. I think Bennington's in there, put Bortuzzo in there for some more energy, shut down Bo Horvat somewhere. Uh, but I think they have to get Sunday or uh, they better pack their bags. I think is. I don't want I don't want to say it, but looking at the situation and what we've seen over the last five games, uh, I think that's where we're at right now, unfortunately. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Blues Plus podcast. Hopefully, I don't know what our next episode is going to be, but hopefully it's following a Blues win. So we have a little bit more cheerier things to talk about than the gloom and doom I've been spilling for the last Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good weekend.